You're listening to Language Casters Football Language Podcast. Hello, everyone. My name's Damien, and I'm here in a grey but dry London. And of course, we're looking forward to a huge weekend. Actually, a week of football fixtures, as there are games on every day from Saturday until Thursday this week. The FA Cup semi-finals, El Clasico, the Old Firm derby, and huge games at the top and bottom of the Premier League, including a Manchester derby. Now, down the line should be Damon in Tokyo. Damon, how are you doing? Hello, Damien. I'm well, despite the grey skies today in Tokyo. I hope you're well and enjoying the football. And what do you think of the Champions League semi-final draw? Well, in some sense, I wanted Atletico to avoid Real, but I suppose it's another chance for Simeone's men to gain some kind of revenge for two recent final defeats against their city rivals. Juventus must be favourites for the other semi-final against Monaco, though I have seen a lot of the French side recently and they score goals. Uh, Kylian Mbappe, what a player. Yeah. Now, what's on the show this week, Damon? Well, we've got our usual lineup with some of the key events in the footballing news, a couple of football for language phrases, to bow out and on the beach, and some predictions at the end of the show with the Manchester derby on Thursday being the big one. You are listening to languagecaster.com and that was, of course, in Spanish. So send your you are listening to languagecaster.coms in your language to us here at admin at languagecaster.com. Right, let's kick off with the good, the bad and the ugly. What was good this week? Well, Damon, it's been good for teams on the south coast of England this week as Brighton and Hove Albion, Plymouth Argyle and Portsmouth all won promotion. Brighton, also known as the Seagulls, will be in the Premier League next season, while Plymouth from Devon and Portsmouth have been promoted from the fourth tier, League Two, to the third tier, League One. Of course, in the Premier League, we also have Southampton and Bournemouth, two other South Coast sides. It looks like the traditional powerhouses of football, the North West and London, may have to watch out as the South Coast gets more teams in the top divisions. How about bad, Damon? Yes, good stuff from the south coast of England. Well, bad has to be the attack on Lyon's players by fans of Corsican club Bastia last week. Now, pitch invasions by fans are fairly common, and sometimes you may have one fan trying to run on the pitch and confront a player, but the scenes at Bastia's home ground were a different level. The Lyon team had already been threatened while warming up, and then twice during the game their players were attacked by a large group of Bastia supporters and, it's alleged, club stewards and staff. Surely the Corsican team will be banned and kicked out of the league. Yeah, pretty bad stuff there from the French League. Well, I'm going to talk a little about an incredibly sad story that happened at the Tottenham training ground yesterday as uh, one of the club's coaches, that's 44-year-old Hugo Ehiog, suffered a cardiac arrest. It's a heart attack and he died on Friday morning. Ehiog had had a distinguished career as a top-flight player at Aston Villa and Middlesbrough, while he was also capped for England on four occasions. Very sad indeed. Now, remember... At Languagecaster is our Twitter handle. Learning English Through Football is where you can find us on Facebook. And you can sometimes see us posting various football-related snaps on our Instagram account. We welcome any messages, likes, retweets and follows. So spread the word. 
Yes, get in touch with any football-related questions or language. We had a great suggestion from our Brazilian friend Jose, who suggested the phrase "cut inside man" to describe a player like Ian Robin. Great call, Jose. I reckon Liverpool's Philippe Coutinho is a cut inside man, although from the left to right. How about in Tottenham's team, Damien? Is there a cut inside man? Not really in this current team, though Gareth Bale did play for us a few seasons ago, and he used to play on the right so he could cut inside onto his left, often with wonderful results. Now, Damien, what football language have you come across this week? What's our first football language phrase? Well, Damien, I'm going to talk about to bow out. And the expression to bow out of a competition is used to describe when a team loses in a cup competition. That is, they are knocked out. And it suggests that the team were beaten without really getting close to winning. It has a slightly different meaning to the phrase dumped out of a competition, which suggests that a team was surprisingly beaten, maybe by an underdog. Sometimes you will hear the phrase being used along with the name of the competition, bowed out of, or even the round, bowed out at. So, for example, Leicester City bowed out at the quarterfinal stage of the Champions League, or Leicester City bowed out of the Champions League. What other football language have you come across this week, Damon? Okay, I thought I'd talk about on the beach, which is almost a cliche now. And as we enter the business end of the football season in Europe, you may hear this kind of comment: "They are already on the beach." Now, being on the beach means to be on vacation. So, when we describe a team as being on the beach, we mean they've stopped working and are thinking about being on holiday. A team that's said to be on the beach usually has nothing to play for. They'll not get relegated. They're out of any cup competitions, and they can't qualify for a tournament next season. These teams are seen as easy to play, as they're unlikely to try hard. You can also say "on the plane" to mean the same thing. They're already on the plane. Damien, which teams in the Premier League would you say are? On the beach, I suppose teams that are safe from relegation and that cannot really go much higher in the league. So teams like Stoke City, West Brom, and Watford. Now this weekend sees the FA Cup semi-finals taking place with Spurs facing Chelsea today. Uh, uh, very nervous. And <laughs> Arsenal taking on Manchester City tomorrow. Come on, City! Two mouth-watering ties <laughs> that are both being played at Wembley Stadium this weekend. And this week's question is related to the FA Cup, and we want to know which two sides have won the most English FA Cup final titles. And we'll have the answer at the end of the show. So, which teams have won the most FA Cups?、Mm, I think I know this one. <laughs> Now, next up, it's predictions. Yes, you are listening to languagecaster.com, and that was in French. And remember, you can join our predictions and play in our monthly league by coming along to the site languagecaster.com. And at the top of the page, you can see predictions competition. Click, sign up, or log in for free and enter your predictions. Now, the scores between myself and Damien at the moment are Damien in the lead, two hundred eighteen, and myself on one hundred eighty-six. 
But for the month, we have Alexa still in front on 20, me on 15, and you, Damien, on 10. Right. Damon, we have three games as usual, and we're going to start with a must-win game for Hull, who are trying to climb out of the relegation zone to safety. They take on Watford, who could be on the beach uh, as they're safe in 10th place. Yes, I think Watford will be on the beach, and Hull will continue their great home form. A home win, 1-0. Yes, I think Hull City will win 2 3-1. Would it be enough to keep them up, I wonder? Hmm. Now... Liverpool versus Crystal Palace is another potential banana skin for the Reds. I'm always nervous when they play Palace, especially as the South London side have been in good form recently. But I'm going to go for a 2-0 home win, which would really put the pressure on Manchester City and United, who are chasing Liverpool for the third spot. You? Yes, Crystal Palace have found some form in recent weeks, though they are still nervously looking over their shoulder at the relegation battle. I think Liverpool will be too strong for the Eagles and will win 3-1. Hopefully. Now the last game oh, yes. Now the last game is Man City versus Man United. Fourth against fifth, and of course a local derby. Manchester United have been unbeaten this calendar year, and City seem to have found their mojo again. What do you think? Well, I'm hoping for a draw as a Liverpool fan, and I think these two teams are just about evenly matched at the moment. So, 1-1. Yeah, both teams are playing well, but with Manchester United progressing to the Europa League semi-final and also having an injury crisis, I think City might edge this one. 2-1 to Manchester City. Now, this isn't in our predictions competition, but... What about the Chelsea versus Tottenham FA Cup semi-final, Damien? Oh, I'm a little worried, as I said before, about this one, as I think Chelsea will have to react after a poor performance last weekend. It will be close. It may even be nasty. But I'm going for a 1-1 draw and extra time and hopefully a win for Spurs. You? I've got a feeling this could be one of those classic FA Cup encounters and I'm hoping for lots of goals and I'm actually hoping for your team Spurs uh, to win this one and I think they will. 3-2. Sounds good, sounds good. Now, if anyone would like to come on the show to talk about some football language or take part in our predictions, then drop us a line here at admin at languagecaster.com. And before we go, let's revisit the question uh, we asked earlier. We asked which two teams have won the most FA Cup titles. Damien? Well, this is painful for both of us as uh, Arsenal and Manchester United, that's our team's main rivals, both have 12 wins in the competition, although Tottenham have eight and Liverpool seven. Great stuff. And we'll have another quiz question next week. And that's just about it for this week. Enjoy all of the football, including the FA Cup semi-finals. ta See you next week. Bye-bye.